everyone. Uh, you are on the Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark, with a C. As usual, we hear Thursdays at 4 o'clock on the Eastern Seaboard. And this is our 159th show. And I always have to be told, I have to say, in 159 consecutive weeks. So that's a pretty good feat. You guys yeah. uh, stop and think about that. <laughs> Bunch of crazy people Thursdays <laughs> at four o'clock. <laughs> so, how is our fabulous panel of sports experts? You today, how are we doing? Doing good, Mark. How are you? Uh, how are you, Mark? No one else is doing good. Only homie. Yeah, we're doing all right. <laughs> well, I got to make sure yeah. you guys are. We have no Knicks. Right. We have no races. We're here. It's good. It's we're here. Here. Stuff. They have Yankees and Mets. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. We really do. Uh, I have a couple of quick stories, which I think some of you could relate to. Uh, I I don't think, but then again, why am I saying I don't think? Uh, Have any of you uh, ever gone to a nail salon? Your nails done. (laughs) Yeah. I'm having them done next. And and, and what about if you have a wife or a girlfriend and you went with your wife or girlfriend or somebody who gets their nails done? You've seen the process in in action? Of course. Yes. Right? Um, So anyway, I did not get my nails done. I I, I dropped somebody off and uh, to get their nails done. And I was told to come back. Come back in an hour. In an hour, we should be done. Uh-oh. So I, I, I come back in an hour. And uh, remember that friend I was telling you about, these friends that were staying over my house? You said well, so I had the, uh, the husband in the car with me, and the wife was getting her nails done. And it was an hour, and she was not waiting for me outside like I told her to. And I, we peeked and got a great spot right in front. And I peeked in and I saw, you know, her hands were still out, you know, on the table and she was being worked on. I said, what the heck is this? I mean, my, you know, time is money and I'm got to stand here and wait for her. So I got out of my car. I went inside. I said, hey, aren't you done yet? And, and, the, and the, uh, the person who d- does the, um, the nails, what do they call that? A salonist? Sal- <laughs> So she says, no, 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 no. Uh, about a half hour more. So I said, half hour more? All right, you and know that... what? I, I, I'll wait in the car. Instead of going home and her calling me, I said, we'll wait in the car. So we waited in the car and we see the hands. Oh, you Typical, the hands are on the, uh, on the table and the person's working with them. And now a half hour comes and goes, and she hasn't moved her hands yet. I bet. What's going on here? What are they doing to those nails? Right? So. My so, wife's never in the salon that long. Oh, my God. Now it's an hour and a half. And the hands just haven't moved in an hour and a half. So uh, I'm saying, what's going on? So, again, I get out of my uh, seat in the car. I mean, the person with me, as you stay here. I, I take one step in. No, 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 no. Don't come in. Half hour more. <laughs> oh, my God. What the? F- are you doing it? 
All right, so we're sitting there, we're sitting there. I mean, the conversation between me and the person I'm with, we've run out of topics to talk about. <laughs> and he says, They're going to a bar. And, and she said, and he says to me, she moved a little bit. I hope she's alive. She moved a little bit. Maybe she scratched her. Anyway, now I see, now I see the manicurist get up. And she now is walking around. Hopefully, she's going to walk to the cash cash register. And then my friend's going to get up and follow her and pay and get the hell out of there. Yeah, yeah. No, she goes. What they do is they go in back of the, the person and they give them a neck massage. <laughs> I didn't know a neck massage is related to a nail, whatever they do in the nails. And she's massaging. And she's massaging. And she's massaging. The neck is only so big. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Finally, after about 10 minutes of neck massages, she then, is that it? She walks again to the other side of the table. And now she's examining the person's nails. I think maybe that's it, right? No, they put them in a dryer. I, I, I think it had to be dry already, what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, no. I, all right. Then they, they went to her arms and start rubbing her arms. They did the neck. Now they're rubbing her arms. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for you to talk and say, this is what Robert Taft did. <laughs> uh, finally, we did an hour, an hour, hour and 45 minutes. Make a short wow. story long. An hour and 45 <laughs> minutes, she finally paid and came out. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. The nails are only so big. I don't know what kind of process she got. I don't know how much she paid. But Is this a Chinese salon or what? We're not allowed to say that. Or Korean. It was an Asian. Korean. It was Asian. It was Probably Asian. Korean. It was Asian. It was Asian. Okay, Korean. so that was my... That was my uh, nail okay. I don't know. Ask your people or your lady friends, or if you maybe you've had your nails done and you get the nail, then the neck massage too. You'll, you'll, you'll never get that hour and 45 minutes back into your life. <laughs> Today. Lucky they didn't do a pedicure. It's just that uh, one yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> And then they rub the feet. Today. Think of what you could have done with that hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Today I went like for a cat game. scan. Today I went for a cat scan. Practically. I'm sure you people have had cat scans before. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Well, I had a heart cat scan. Any of you ever really? have a heart cat scan? No. Yes. Ah, we got one person. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've had cats. Never a heart cat scan. They're looking but... for a triple A. What's it called? Aortic well, aneurysm. Not an angiography. <laughs> no, then. To me, they just took a picture, pictures of my heart. But yeah. I went to this place, and uh, they were very, very thorough. Very thorough. Yeah. I had to answer about 50 questions, like a test, before yeah. I even went in. Oh, um, And then I go in there, and they say, take off, take off your shirt. Right. And uh, that's all you need. Just take off your shirt. And they gave me a yeah. gown. Um, and I waited and waited and waited. Then, then finally, they 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 said, "All right, go in there, go lay down on the table." And I went through the whole process with a, a, a heart cat scan. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I must have been there. They first told me the whole thing again. Time. They said the whole thing mm -hmm. once it started, it'll be twenty minutes. 
20 minutes. Okay. I was there over an hour. Well, well, that's because more time you had to answer the questions. The question spent more time probably answering questions than the test. You go like down there, will you? They push you in and you just, oh yeah, my hand's going to be in back of my head. Right? And who knows what they found. Huh? It's not an MRI, Larry. It's not an MRI. And the wheel turned. Yeah, right. Breathe in. Breathe out, you know, that typical right, right. thing. Typical yeah, I just went through that, but I thought it was an MRI. MRI is a little bit longer, and I guess you're, the you're underneath there. And you they have give to die? for the MRI. MRI the you have to die? Oh, one minute. And they put the contrast in. They say, yeah, when yeah, you I have the the it feels like yeah, you're going to yeah. pee because it's really warm, and right. I really got warm. I thought it was cold. Wasn't it cold? But yeah, I wonder what the results are. I'll tell you what the results are when I get them back. Who knows? Good Maybe luck. I got a couple I'm more weeks left. Mark, did you ask what they were looking for? <laughs> got to make it to 160, Mark. <laughs> uh, I told them my hands, I, from diabetic, I told them my hands get cold, my feet get cold. They thought it was uh, circulation, but they gave me a carotid test and they gave me yeah. a uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ephemeral art oh, artery God. test. <laughs> and they say, yeah, you got circulation in those ends there. Probably nerves. Probably nerves. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Uh, this is show 159. I, I hope you like those stories. Uh, show 159. <laughs> and next week, special. You know, we're not meeting Thursday. We told oh, you, and if you haven't wrote it down, next week's show will be on, Tuesday, on Tuesday, May okay. 23rd, 4 o'clock. And for those who, who follow... Shavuot is next oh, Thursday, right. the twenty fifth. So I don't want to. I don't want to deal with um, uh, Thursday night and and yeah. Shavuot. So that's right. Twenty fifth is out yeah. unless you go into temple and observe. Yeah, right. Uh, it will be right. a special Zoom number. Wait a minute. Well, okay. The one, the one that was in today's. Yes. Not the yes. link. If you saw, if you, if if you, if, oh, I sent you all that that update. Yeah. Right. If you if you scroll past today's date, yeah. you come to Tuesday the twenty third. Oh yeah, I see it. Different yeah. number yeah. than today. Yeah, yeah. That's the one you have to get in next to next May twenty first. Yeah. Okay, it's not 23rd. the same link as today. Yeah. Right next to that, on the right side. Okay. Yeah. Everyone yeah, said yeah. I'll send you an email, of course, right. as it gets closer and closer. For those who have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay, so we want to start with Gerald's highlight report. And you know who's sponsoring you today, Gerald? No. Spiders. Oh, I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> Please explain to our viewers again how you come up with your today, 2005, the year 2005. Explain again. It is recognized that the first... Uh, official baseball game was played in the U.S. in 1846. So I take 1846 and add that to the number of, of Mark's episodes, which today is 159. So 1846 plus 159 equals 2005. Isn't that great? So, wow, that's really smart. That's right. That's I want to know if you have that baseball. <laughs> So I'm sure. What do you have? Uh, the, uh, the first game. Okay. Okay. This is, uh, again, reviewing the 2005 MLB season. 
These are what I believe to be the key facts about the 2005 MLB season for the awards and leaders. I will name the National League player followed by the American League player. Key awards, MVP, Albert Pujols and Alex, or I should say Aroid, uh, <laughs> won the MVP in the American League. Rookie of the Year, Ryan Howard. Big Ryan Howard. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Street. Uh, Cy Young, Chris Carpenter, and Skinny Bartolo, Bartolo Colon. That, <laughs> that great home run hitter. Uh, key leaders, batting average, Derek Lee and Michael Young. Home oh. run, Andrew Jones. Andrew's uh, spelled with a U instead of an E. Right. And Aroid. UW, yeah. RBIs, Andrew Jones and David Ortiz, the cheater. Uh, (laughs) ERA, Roger Clemens and Kevin Millwood. Some interesting highlights for the 2005 MLB season. The Cubs tied a National League record held by the Phillies by most consecutive seasons 97 without a win without winning a world series the mets have another 61 years to tie that uh the <laughs> thank phillies, you <laughs> the phillies began in 1893 and had to wait until 19, 1980 world series before winning the fall classic craig biggio raises career most hit by pitch to 273 Greater than Ron Hunt. Barry Bonds raised his most career walks to 2,311. Jeff Kent raised his most career home runs by a second baseman to 306. Pretty impressive. The great Mike Piazza raised his most career home runs by catcher to 376. By the end of 2005, Hideki Matsui. Can you hear me, Mike? of the Yankees established an MLB record by playing in 487 consecutive games from the start of his career. Godzilla. The Texas Rangers established, uh, set an American League record by hitting most home runs by a team at home, 353, and the fewest sacrifice bunts in a season, nine. In 2005, MLB instituted a new steroid policy in the wake of the Bal- Balco scandal, which entailed stricter penalties for steroid use by players. Brief summary of the 2005 World Series. The 2005 MLB World Series, the 101st edition, pitted the White Sox and the Astros. The White Sox swept the Astros in four games, winning their first World Series in 88 years. Mm-hmm. Some composite statistics. The White Sox batted 286 and the Astros 203. The White Sox ERA was 263 and the Astros 458. Jermaine Dye of the White Sox was named the series MVP as he drove in the only run in the fourth and final game of that World Series. And that concludes my report on the 2005 MLB season. Anybody have any comments or criticisms or? Uh, yeah, how could a team hit 353 home I runs? I think he made home? a mistake. It's 253. 
I probably made a mistake, Howard. You're right. absolutely right. I wrote that down. Even for us. even for two fifty three for eighty one games, that's not possible. Yeah, that's got to be. Was that at home or probably that's for the year? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's I, for uh, the year. Yeah. that's that. for the year, not for the home. Yeah, You're right. Good, good pickup. I wrote it down. Okay. Too. All right. About Sorry about that. You get a massage from me next time. <laughs> a, a manicuring salon doesn't take more than an hour to do a kind of My wife goes every damn other week. All right. So there's a special gel they put on now. It also depends what they're doing. All right, Milton, your 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 uh, name that tune we'll do once again at the end of the show. Is that all right, Milton? I'm, Milton. I'm here, yes, okay, sir. We'll do it at the end of the show. I look forward to a good song. All right, but not now, not now, not now. Keep it, keep it in your pocket. Okay, so chill out. <laughs> I found four beep beeps this week. Anybody else find a beep beep this week? I have one. Strange, unusual names. I'm looking, I don't see anybody. Riley Pint, P-I-N-T. How else could you pronounce it? Riley Pint. Pint. He's a righty pitcher for the Colorado Rockies. Is he pine size? Yeah. <laughs> Number two, C U T T E R. Cutter. Cutter. Mm-hmm. Cutter, Cutter Crawford. Yeah, Red Sox. He's a righty pitcher for the Red Sox. I wonder Cutter. if he has a cutter. Cutter. All right, whatever. Here's, a, here's one Kevin Quackenbush. Mm hmm. Kevin like a Quackenbush Yes, that's a Quackenbush. Yeah, he's a relief pitcher for the Long Island Ducks. Yeah, right out of a Mark's for the Dodgers and the Reds, if you check their past history. And of course, the the um the Long Island Ducks have a a mascot named Quacker Jack. So, but Quackenbush fits right in for that. That's you know, we got to keep this kid on on our roster. Absolutely, it's, it's Bring a him great, up. Name, great name, Quackenbush. And then the Hartford is a team in Hartford that's in the Double uh, uh, A League of the from the Colorado Rockies affiliate. Uh, then they're called the Hartford Yard Goats. Yard Goats. G O A T S. Does that mean, they eat, does that mean they eat the grass in between innings, or, or they I don't just know smoke what it? they do? But I've never heard that term before. <laughs> and they play in a stadium in where are they playing? In Eastern? I don't know. Hartford. The Hartford called hey, Duncan Duncan Park. Like then the sponsor is guess. You know, Dunkin' Donuts, but they don't call Dunkin' Donuts anymore. They're all called Dunkins. So Dunkin' Park. But but the but the yard goats is where I brought it up. Okay? And nobody else has a beep beep. All right. This a day in sports. Oh, this is you're gonna find a lot of cute things here. Did I say did I say cute? A lot of really tough things you're gonna see with this uh May 18th. <laughs> cute, nothing's cute. In 1897. The New York Giants, third baseman, baseman. name is Bill Joyce, means nothing to us, becomes the last person in Major League League Baseball history, and it's been so many years since, 
1897, he hit four triples in one game. Wow. Four triples. triples. Well, that could be. That be it could be. So that's possible, but it hasn't happened. 1912, the Philadelphia A's routed the Detroit Tigers 24 to 2 wow. at Shy Park in Philadelphia. All right, it's right 24 to 2. It happened. Joe Travers gave up all 24 runs <laughs> on 26 hits. And the reason why the score was what it was. <laughs> Uh, the Tigers yeah. used amateur players in protest of Ty Cobb being suspended uh, from the game. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want to forfeit, so let's bring in all the... Uh, they pulled people off the street. I don't know. Hmm. But they did split two runs. College players. Maybe. That's what, so that's what it says in the Daily News. Is that right? In yeah, 1929... The Brooklyn Robins, which eventually became the Brooklyn Dodgers, beat the Philadelphia Phils twenty to six in a high in the opener, high scoring opener, and they lost the the nightcap eight to six. Fifty runs were scored in the doubleheader, which they say at that time was a record, and I wonder if the record has been broken. 50 runs scored in a doubleheader. What were the scores? Oh, it was 40. 20 to 16. Oh, and then 16 to 6. Right so 36. Yeah, I thought I heard 20. Right, right. It's, it's a 26. Yeah, you're right then. 50 is 1933. Uh, the first Major League Baseball All-Star game was announced to be July 6th of that same year at Comiskey Park in Chicago. The game would be part of the Chicago World's Fair. And the fans would pick the players. Okay. Uh, in 1945, Detroit Tigers and the Philadelphia A's both have, uh, both of them have seven straight games postponed due to rain. And I wonder uh -huh. if they were supposed to play each other. I don't know. They, no, they wouldn't wait seven days. So maybe one team was playing somebody else. Rain, seven days. Philadelphia played someone else. Maybe they had a common game in there. I don't know. But it says both of them had to wait seven straight games before playing their next game. Okay, on that one. Uh, let's see. 1950, Major League Baseball, Cardinals, third baseman, Tommy Glaviano. Any of you old-timers remember him? Okay. He made three consecutive errors on ground balls. Why we don't remember him? I don't know. But, you know, when I was playing softball in my softball days, I was, I pat myself in the back. I thought I was a really good infielder. But somehow you play in a field and you make an error and sometimes you lose your confidence because we hit the ball to you again, you have trouble picking up the second time and they keep hitting to you. You keep screwing up. So I know how this kid felt. He was a major leaguer. Three straight, three consecutive errors on ground balls. So, In so Glaviano. Mark. So, Mark, why don't you come down to softball? No, I'm, 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 I'm retired. I'm retired. <laughs> I'll come to old timers. You're still playing, Alan. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, wow. Know. 1956, I play, Mickey Mantle. I play pickleball on Monday. All right. Want to play? 1956. Put it in the chat. Mickey Mantle hits a home run from both sides of the play for the third time in his career. But he didn't play pickleball. 
No. I do. Nineteen <laughs> Some of you might relate to this because this is what they did back in those days. The Orioles, Dick Williams, the famous Dick Williams who played for the Dodgers and he became a great manager. Right. Uh, he hit a ninth-inning home run. The Orioles for the Orioles seconds before curfew. Remember, they had curfews. Sure, yeah, Sunday evening. Yeah, yeah, the inning couldn't start after. Uh, and so I don't know what time. it was there, but. Midnight, wasn't it midnight? He, he, yeah. The game was in Baltimore, and the White Sox had to get out and catch a train. So before the game, they said curfew at a certain time. He hits the home run. If he does nothing, the White Sox win. He hits a home run. It didn't end the game because it says the game was played later in the season from the beginning and Baltimore won. So try to figure that out and try to figure out what the hell I just said. It's really confusing. <laughs> I'm just saying. In 1963, I bet some of you did this what I did. 1963, there was a horse, famous horse named Candy Spots. And you remember that, that horse, Candy Spots? No. Oh, oh my God. God. Come on, 63. Oh, Jumaker was the uh, the jockey. He wins the Preakness. Fantastic. He wins the Preakness. But I have a candy spot story. Did you guys ever walk home from school? All the time. Junior high All school. Time. Yeah. High school. Yeah. And, Elementary. And you walked alone. Elementary. Or you walked alone. Did you yeah. ever like think you were a horse? No, no, I called myself Candy Spots after Candy Spots. <laughs> it's a great horse. So I walking home a lot more. by myself, yeah. a long walk, yeah. I would somehow see people ahead of me, not running. I'd walk very, very fast and just pass these people by thinking I was a horse. <laughs> you guys never did this. You weren't a front runner. You always came from behind. Oh, Were you mm. But I, but I beat them. A mutter. I beat them. I how, much you, how much did you pay? One. How much did you pay to win? <laughs> you guys one never shot. played that game. Oh, what kind one of club you have? You you the Bush Club a lot. Nineteen sixty-eight. We're getting up. Yeah. Al Kaline of the Tigers hits his seven, his three hundred and seventh uh, lifetime home run, and he passed Hank Greenberg. We always saw Hank Greenberg, great, great home run hitter. You wouldn't think Al Kaline was a home run hitter if you thought about the two of them, but Kaline had more homers than Greenberg. Mm -hmm. Maybe well, had Greenberg, Greenberg served in World War II. Yeah. Maybe he had a longer career. You're right. Uh, how about this one? 1972. There was American basketball player named John Sebastian. Not the singer from <laughs> Loving Spoonful. Not that, not that, not that John Sebastian, but this John Sebastian, I don't know who he played for. He made sixty-three consecutive free throws while he was bl blindfolded. Wow! Wow! How about that one? So I'm sure he was a nobody, and he stood at the foul line and was blindfolded, and he hit sixty-three in a row. Pretty good. Try that one. Yeah. 1981, Dodgers rookie Fernando Valenzuela. Yes. This is rookie season. <clears throat> he loses 4 nothing to the Phils. He is now 8-1. and one. 
and his ERA jumped to 0 0.90. <laughs> what a rookie year he had. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. I have a few more. <clears throat> 1986, a guy named David G-O-C-H. How do you pronounce one? Gotch? Goch? Sounds like Goch. Finished oh, swimming. He finishes swimming 55,682 miles in a 25-yard pool. <laughs> Remember uh, Forrest Gump? Yeah, life. When Forrest Gump in the movie, he went back and exactly. forth the East Coast, West Coast, East Coast, and he just stopped. I think I'll go home now. <laughs> 20, 55,682 miles in a pool. So it doesn't say how long it took him, but then just stop. Maybe got a leg cramp. I don't know. 1990, <laughs> Cubs second baseman Brian Ryan Sandberg yes. uh, ends a streak of 123 errorless games, 584 chances. <clears throat> the previous record was 92 games by Joe Morgan. How about this one? 2001, 101-year-old. Harold Stilson becomes the oldest golfer to record a hole in one. 101 years old. And there wasn't many in Chicago. He aced a 108 yard par three, 16th hole at a Deerfield Country Club in Florida. Florida. Interesting. Here's a good one 2004. Uh, Randy Johnson throws a perfect game as the oldest pitcher ever. And I had that, was, that list. It was the 17th perfect game ever. I'm sure there's been more since. And that's all I have for today being whatever day today is. Hey, let's count on a day. 18, today is 18. May. What's today's day? 518. All right. I'm out of breath here. All right. Let's go on to sports stories by Larry, sponsored by, get this one, Swings in the Park. Very good. What do you got, Larry? For a change of pace from the usual, my story this week is entitled Archery and the Olympics. Sure. My story on archery has four parts. First, what are the origins of, of archery? According to the archaeological evidence, archery first started in Changxi province, now Monday, China, in 20,000 BCE. From there, Asian immigrants spread archery to Alaska via the Bering, Bering Land Bridge, and eventually archery reached the American continent. Of course, Native Americans use archery for hunting of buffalo and other wild animals, but occasionally for warfare. Second, what is the history of archery in the Olympics? Outdoor Olympic archery started in the 20th century but it had a big gap until 1972. South Korea ranks number one in the archery summer, summer Olympics with 43 total medals. The United States second with 33 total medals and Belgium third with 21 of them. Third, how do you qualify for, for the 2024 archery summer Olympics in Paris, France? You can qualify for this upcoming Paris Olympics if you participate 
in world archery events and score with distinction. This means shooting 72 arrows from a whopping distance of 230 feet mm. and scoring 640 for men and 610 for women out of a possible 720. 720 is a perfect score when each arrow hits bullseye. Fourth and finally, how is archery encouraged in the United States for the Olympics? Partial scholarships are offered at the high school and college level by various archery associations and schools and the schools themselves. Award amounts vary by age and level of accomplishment, ranging from as little as $500 all the way up to $20,000. Side note. Think how difficult it is to shoot arrows with a 48-pound bow mm -hmm. from 250 feet away with, with the sun, temperature, and wind to contend with. Yeah. Errol Flynn did it in the 4.8-inch inner ring of the, of the target. That completes my story for this week. Any comments? for All right, Joe. I took an archery course at City College and I was sorry I did. I really didn't like it. Hmm. You weren't good at it or what? I was terrible. Terrible. At least you I tried, right? Hit, I couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. It's harder than you think. Oh, it seems very difficult. Yeah, yeah. What was that country that was number one? So, uh, South Korea. That's the country you got to stay out of. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be a dead duck if you... Here it comes. No, uh, this is the country to stay out of. <laughs> we were second, so it's not too bad. Yeah, but they have archery on TV every now and then, but a little yes, boring. They you know, watching them just go, Ooh. all right, they hit it, you know. <laughs> They're supposed to hit it. I don't think, how, I can't remember any high schools or colleges having archery teams. I guess they do. Maybe some. But do. it gets no uh, publicity, huh? Well, they have these partial scholarships. They must have it, you know. You would think, huh? You know, here's a special. William Burroughs killed his wife. He had an archery, and he was going for the apple on her head, and oh. he missed. <laughs> he missed. True story. Well, let's <laughs> practice, honey. Put the apple <laughs> on your head. <laughs> okay. Naked lunch. Anything for you. She didn't want a divorce, huh? <laughs> All right. Another comment? What do you got, uh, Joe? That's how Steely Dan got its name. Colleges with great archery clubs, University of South Carolina, University of Southern California, University of Texas at Dallas, University of Wisconsin, and Wellesley College. And there were some more here. I would hope there's some more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have to play against each other. All right. Sure. Um, we can move on. Um, because Michael's not here. Michael uh, F. is not here. Uh, Michael J. F. Uh, Howie is not on board today. Right. And by the way, next week, it will be, we will be next Tuesday when we come back, uh, a new spot will be debuting on the mark. And uh, Joe over there, Joe, do one of these things. Joe's going to be talking about Mets. You know, uh, we have one guy talking about the Yankees, one guy talking about the West Coast teams. Joe's going to talk about the Mets in particular. Be That'll be his specialty. Debuting <laughs> next week. 
We'll so be in first place by next week, Joe. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Mr. Mike C. One game under 500. You have a report on any sports happenings in the D.C. area sponsored by... Do you have something first before I tell you sponsor? You have something? Yes. Okay, sponsored by Swimming Nose Clips. <laughs> what do you have for us today, MC? I'm honored. All right. The major story in the Washington area uh, remains the sale of the Washington Commanders. We get daily updates of one kind or another. Uh, as you probably all know, there's a group headed by a guy named Josh Harris, who I think owns the 76ers, among other teams. Uh, Jersey Devils. And the New Jersey right. Devils. He now has a signed agreement with Daniel Snyder, which initially was announced at $6.05 billion dollars. However, it's not a done deal for a number of reasons, and it's under review by the NFL's Finance Committee. First of all, and probably the major uh, problem, uh, is excessive debt. The NFL has a limit of just over $1 billion that a new owner can incur in taking over a team, and this uh, proposal uh, has quite a bit more than that. So there would have to be a change in the NFL rules, or uh, they would have to come up with some more equity uh, in order to finance the deal. There is also something called an earnout clause in the deal, in which the actual full payment would depend upon future team revenues. So it could end up being 6.05 billion. Uh, it could be a little more if the team does extremely well uh, financially. Uh, under the new ownership, but it could also be less than 6.05 billion if it does not do as well as the targets that were set. Until uh, very recently, the holdup was supposedly a set of indemnity claims, Snyder against the league, the league against Snyder, the women who came forth to discuss his uh, misogyny or the misogyny of the club under him, uh, wanting to be indemnified uh, against future actions. But according to the latest uh, updates from people who supposedly know something, that is near resolution now and uh, is no longer uh, considered an impediment. So the owners are going to, the other owners, uh, will discuss the uh, sale of the franchise at the May meetings, but they will not ratify uh, at, at these meetings. Uh, as you know, it takes 24 out of 32 owners to uh, ratify, and they're not prepared to put it to a vote yet. There is a backup bidder if the sale falls through. I think the second bidder also bid around $6.05 billion uh, for the club. But right now, uh, he is just in uh, sort of a waiting mode. And finally, the Bowie Bay Sox, which is uh, the Baltimore Orioles AA uh, club affiliate uh, here in the area, has announced that there will be a night that will celebrate the sale of the commanders by Daniel Snyder. So people are welcome to come and uh, uh, demonstrate in some way their delight, uh, which most of us uh, uh, share uh, in the sale of the commanders. So it's apparently a, even a box office drop. Uh, second, a quick item. Uh, the Wizards uh, ended up in the NBA draft with the eighth draft choice, which is sort of the probability they went in with. But there was a very interesting sequence of events in which 
towards the very end of the drawing, they were the favorite to get the number one choice, not San Antonio. Right. So it's a very complicated procedure in which there are uh, 14 balls are put into a bowl and four are picked. And if you if your sequence comes up, then you win. So the, the wizards went in with six, uh, there are, th- uh, there are 1,001 combinations when you have 14 numbers and uh, very uh, f- sequences of four and the wizards had 67 balls out of the 1,001. But all their balls were high numbers, uh, five and above. So if even any of the first three balls had been one through four, that would have eliminated them from consideration for the first draft choice. However, the first three balls drawn were all uh, over four, all five or above. And so there were 11 balls left, six of which were above uh, four, five, uh, well above, they actually started at seven in their case, uh, and five of which were, uh, would have eliminated them, one, two, three, four, and I think six. And so it, it came down to the final ball uh, so they had a 6th 11 chance, about 54% of getting the number one choice at that point. However, the final ball was a two. And so the Wizards' chances went down the drain, and San Antonio got the first draft choice. And apparently going to take this French guy. The Wizards have the eighth draft choice. Of course, they don't have a GM, so who knows what they're going to do. Uh, and finally, uh, the Washington defenders played but lost in the XFL championship to the Arlington Renegades. So we're all wearing black in mourning Mm. here in Washington. Not Arlington, Virginia? (laughs) (laughs) No. Wow. That was an upset, by the way. Yes, it was. DC defenders were supposed to win. They were. (laughs) I couldn't tell you one player on the team. And I watched each week the XFL. (laughs) Thank you for that report. Anybody have any questions for Mike on his story? All right, Larry. Uh, Mike, is the is the move afoot for the, to have a new stadium in D.C. or is it going to go to the suburbs? Is there anything more on that? Well, uh, you know, right now, uh, all you see are sort of uh, various uh, articles that claim that uh, Virginia is very anxious to try to get the stadium, but just the other day. Uh, somebody from the district said it belongs in the old uh, RFK yeah, site, right, right. and that's where it should be. Uh, I think Maryland's interested in keeping it right where it is, it, which is uh, in Maryland. So uh, the three jurisdictions, you know, at one time were competing with one another, uh, e- even uh, when Snyder was, you know, a few years ago. But then when he became political poison, they all withdrew, said they wouldn't, they wouldn't do anything until Snyder uh, got rid of the team. And that's why the value of the franchise is higher in someone else's uh, hands than it is in Snyder's hands because they will kick in money, uh, just a matter of how much and, you know, but right now I would say that's up in the air. It's, it's, it, I, I couldn't tell the who's the inside there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the thing of a new stadium for the uh, commanders. Yes. Yes. Where are they playing now? What FedEx? Uh, yeah. yeah FedEx, FedEx, is, FedEx. Yeah. It's in Prince. George's County, I think, but it's I in my so, yeah. yeah, I get confused with all those stadiums in that area there. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that report. Very interesting. 
I, I kind of lost you a little bit, but I'm sure everybody else got it because I have a simple mind and I was zapped today by uh, some uh, CAT scan stuff. So that's why <laughs> I, uh, I missed a couple of points. But good, but good job. All right. Uh, we see Michael. Michael, you, you're alive? Yes, sir. Would you like to? We'll be giving the re individual reports now. You want to give your Damn. report? Do you, you have anything on the Yankees? Well, I have. I have stuff. I have it in my iPad, but I can't find it. But I'll give you a report off the top of my head. First with the Jets. Oh, you want to wait? We come back to you later when you locate it. Nah, I'm, I know. All right, give us a short report then. A short report then. With the Jets, <laughs> it's starting to bother me with uh, Salah and how he just may not have the proper control <laughs> of the team. And what bothers me is they're tweeting up the Kazu. Like uh, when Zach Wilson wasn't playing well, they tweeted things they wore. Uh, t Zach Wilson, uh, uh, Mike White t-shirts, and they complained over Twitter. And then uh, Ty Beckton complained that he's a left tackle and they might not want him there. And again, uh, he shouldn't be able to tweet like that. And then Sauce Gardner, he tweeted how much he wants Aaron Rodgers. And most recently, the Queen on Williams, he tweeted his name off the team that he plays for off the uh, Twitter where he uh, just blank instead of the New York Jets. And my problem is with the Jets, it's the SOJ still with the mm. Jets, because it really looks like uh, Salah is not monitoring that. You don't see that with all the really great teams. You don't see that with the Patriots under Belichick. And that's the concern that bothers me. And uh, with the Yankees, I still have problems with the way Boone manages. He takes the wrong players out at the wrong time. And it bothers me because... Boone, with his baseball pedigree, should know better. And I'm sure that a lot of the things that he does that makes me very, very annoyed, like uh, a couple of weeks ago when he took uh, German out after he was pitching so well in, uh, after 88 pitches, and he puts in the wrong pitches at the wrong time, and they lose games. And my contention is if he had a more logical way of managing, the Yankees would be a lot better off. Now, as far as one, one other thing I wanted to say about the Yankees, uh, they could have as good a defensive team as you have in baseball. Trevino and Hagashioka were terrific. IKF is a former gold glove third baseman. If you could leave him there, Volpe at short. LeBehu, gold glove second baseman. Uh, I, um, I, I bet your, uh, uh, what's his name, Rizzo had a gold glove or a pretty good. Yeah, yeah. With the outfield. Yeah. You know, you, you might say that you've seen Willie Mays. You might have say you've seen a Blair and K. Meyer. But you cannot say that uh, Harrison Beta isn't much worse than those greatest yeah. center fielders you've ever seen. The way he positions himself. Too Spectacular. It boggles my mind. He's as good as I've ever seen. And uh, I've seen them all, I've, you know, uh, starting with Willie Mays. And uh, he makes all the plays, the, the last couple of plays, and he makes the catch, and he does one of those acrobatic ways of getting up. If I tried that, I'd break my back. So <laughs> that's what I think. And the Yankees, although they've been written off by some of the radio stations, they get Rodon back. If Severino can get his act together, uh, they have themselves a nice rotation. They have themselves nice middle relief. And all of a sudden, look at the way Holmes pitched yesterday. You get Holmes back, along with Wandy, I think, was uh, – overused and uh i don't know i don't know if uh absolutely was the right guy for the ninth inning uh it was the 10th inning yesterday but uh, that was a very interesting game 
But I just want to say another thing, though, and then I'll, then I'll leave uh, you. I, I really think baseball is getting, especially in New York, it's getting very interesting. It's very, getting very exciting. It's worth looking at. Look at these young kids on the Mets. By the way, the uh, last two Mets games were very, very entertaining. Last, I, I just came from there. That's why uh, I'm a little late. And uh, I am enjoying my baseball season. And I'm enjoying the, uh, the quicker games. Although sometimes I think that uh, I'm getting gypped a little because before I look, before I realize it's a sixth inning. But other than that, let's go baseball. And it's very entertaining. And uh, I hope it continues. And uh, let's go our teams. And that's my report for today. Thank you for that short report. <laughs> yeah. Was that short? Because I have more to say if it was too short. That's all. No, a couple enough. of people want to comment on it. Milton and Alan Roger. Gerald, comment. Uh, Larry. Mike, I have a question for you. I think it's basically known that the analytics department of the right. NBA has a lot of political power. So having said that, 100%, to, what right. ex- to what extent is are the decisions of Boone governed by the analytics and the analytics department? At least 90%. Thank you, Fred. I agree because Boone knows too much about baseball. You know, you know it's like... No. Uh, uh, he, he has to be an, ex, an expert when it comes it, to all the nuances of the sport. It's a, it's and, a well-known fact. You talk to any people, cover the Yankees. I talk to my son, over reporters. It's a well-known fact that that's the case. Still, it's left unsaid, but, but it's 100% true. All right, Larry? Uh, do you have any word on when Stanton is coming back? I think he's about uh, a week to 10 days away. He's... Uh, physically uh, running around and catching the ball and uh, taking batting practice. And it's just a little bit more. He may do uh, one or two rehab games and then he's good to go. And I tell you, the lineup will be everything in the moon and the stars, as far as a baseball lineup is concerned. And it's just a matter of uh, like desire. It's a matter of Boone making too many mistakes. Like for example, today uh, watching the Rays, even though they lost to the Mets, that's one heck of a team. That our Rosarina, forget it. I would love him on my team any day. Yeah. And right. And uh, I, I just wish that uh, uh, the Yankees would uh, be uh, smart, more, more intelligent, intelligently uh, uh, managed. That's all I could say about that. Problem with the Rays is their manager, Kevin Cash. He's he overmanages and he strictly 100% goes with metrics. Yeah. Right. And it works for him. Yeah, Blake Snell. When yeah, he took he'll, never make, he'll never win a World Series the way he manages. You saw what happened a few years ago. Uh, he took out Snell. Snell was pitching wonderfully. Yeah, yeah. Joe, want to comment? Joe? Yeah, last night during the Met game, Steve Gelbs was talking about the uh, Tampa Bay uh, front office. I don't know if anybody heard it. it was yes, very yes. About how they, how they, you know, look at players. Players, they look, they, they, Look at them close in and far out, and they always seem to make the right trade. I mean, he said that nobody had a Rosarina projected as any kind of player that he's turned into. Right. And it's That's just one it, example of, of the, you know, they give up players who don't make it, and they get players who do. That, that's why the Cardinals thought didn't think he was going to be such a great player, and they, yeah. they traded him, I forget for who, for right. somebody. Who I don't the other, the other trade was uh, Chris Archer to the Pirates for Glass now and one other player. Mm. Oh, I don't think you Archer's know. even in the major leagues anymore. No. You know, 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 you
Joe, it must be a Florida thing developing because look at the Miami Heat, seven guys yeah. who aren't drafted. They must that, be doing something right down I in know, we'll, get, we'll get to that later. Yeah. I know. Right. Milton. Yeah, just want to ask you why they beat Toronto two in a row. Why wasn't Volpe starting yesterday? Because you got to give him the rest at 22 years of age, right? Listen to this. Listen to this. He can't hit as a pinch hitter. I would never bring him up with the bases loaded. I knew it. That's an example. That's a poor decision by Boone. I said, no, he's not. Absolutely. I knew he was going to strike out. He didn't even swing. Exactly. Bases loaded. That's when I shut the radio off. I couldn't. I coined a new name for Aaron Boone. And I have one other question. Who Michael, did you're a big for? Yankee what? fan. Who did, who did he pinch it Bowers. For? My, uh, Bowers. Bowers. Oh, okay. And you want to know but something? I could have put an sort of walk. One other right. thing, Michael, because you're a good Yankee fan. You talk about their defense. Don't you ever have a trouble with Torres at second base? Some of the Yes. When you, when you have a gold glove player in LeMahieu who will make a lot of the plays that that uh, Glaber dives for and just barely misses. Right. Gla- Glaber should be a DH, and he should alternate with all the other. Glaber should be traded. Right. Because you could have such a great defense that team. Right. Every position. And you know what? Volpe has made a lot of errors on routine ground balls. That he, he has. has. And he's also he- a kid. It's his first year. You got to give him a little bit of a break. I do. I give him, but. Mm-hmm. Right, I've, I've coined a new name. I've coined a new name for Aaron Boone, and I do that with my sons and my grandson. We, I call him now Aaron Boob. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. And you know, I'd like to make one prediction. I predict that I'm the Yankees right, and the Orioles are both going to pass the race. You heard it on the yeah. long yeah. season. We'll see what happens. Uh, a couple of more. We got to move on. Roger, move on is right. The yeah, just quickly, I, Mike, I don't know if you saw Trevino just got put on the injured li- 10 day injured list. <laughs> uh, it's a hamstring strain. Oh, wow. yeah. I also, the, I think on Tuesday, I, I, have you seen these guys try to bunt? I mean, it was just comical. Like, oh, like Oswaldo. Yes, sir. And even oh, Glaber, it was, it was horrible. I mean, <laughs> I think Rizzuto must have turned over in his grave. I mean, these guys do not bunt. <laughs> Who did they bring up to replace him? That uh, rookie catcher, that Rort felt, I think. Oh, he's they finally giving him a chance. Yeah, from Minnesota. He, he's been hurt. He's, uh, he's hurt all last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Did he ever hit good well at Minnesota? Was he a decent hitter? Apparently. I remember so long ago. Yeah, had potential, apparently. He was a high, good prospect. I don't think we'll he played see. much, though. We'll see. Gerald and then Joe. Let me get him one. This is from Mike. I heard a statistic on the fan that Stanton misses about 39% of the games due to being on the OIL. Amazing. You know he's going to get hurt again. There's no question about it. Joe, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say, if you take Torres out of uh, second base and you make him a DH, then you're weakening the lineup because you're putting Falafa at third then, right? And moving LeMayu no, back to you're second. Like, yeah. you're so you're doing, you're, it's a trade-off. And then what do you do with third base? LeMayu is a LeMayu decent third base. third, right? No, LeMayu is a third now, right? Right. No, but if you took, if you took Torres and moved him to DH. Stanton will be the DH. Mm-hmm. Got too many players, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, but Cortez, <laughs> Cortez is going to be under a microscope tonight's game. Definitely. Big game, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't – he's not the same pitcher he was yeah, last his, year. So. Uh, velocity is down, and, I think, and right? And to take the series, he has, to, you know? he has to 
put in a great performance tonight. Otherwise, they're going to split the four games. Okay, um, Mike, then we'll end. This one? Yeah. Yeah. This so uh, we're missing our, our West Coast uh, contact for this mm. week. So I'm going to offer a quick uh, comment on yeah. something happening on the West Coast. Yeah. As you may know, uh, my, a fellow named Bob Myers has been the sort of the principal uh, front office guy for the Golden State Warriors. And his contract ends at the end of this season or about now, soon. And so far, it has not been renewed, even though he was the architect behind the drafting of uh, Curry and uh, Thompson and Green uh, to put together the nucleus of this team. So you might wonder, why would that be? Uh, now, you know, if there's supposedly some money differences and all that kind of thing. But I would say it's this, that sports is always about what have you done for me lately? Exactly. And if you look at the latest first round draft choices of the Warriors, they've been flops pretty much, uh, particularly James Wiseman, who was uh, taken with the number two choice, finally was traded away uh, during the year this year to get an injured uh, Gary Payton back. They actually had to throw in second round choices as part of that uh, to get Detroit to take them. And uh, so he, he was kind of a wasted uh, choice. Uh, a fellow named uh, Kaminga was another one. Another one uh, recently was Moses Moody. Uh, none of those guys have worked their way into being solid NBA players, even though the Warriors were choosing around halfway through. They weren't, they weren't at the top other than for Wiseman. Nevertheless, uh, I would say those draft choices have been disappointing. And the team uh, was unable to sort of put together a winning combination uh, this year after losing Otto Porter and Gary Payton Jr. and maybe one or two others, but they were the important ones. They finally traded to get Payton back, but they didn't have enough, as you know, to uh, hold off the Lakers. So I think that's what underlies why Bob Myers wasn't just a snap decision to bring him back. Hmm. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, Joe? Yeah, do you, uh, Mike, do you think uh, the fact that there was that punch out earlier in the season between, I think it was Green Punch, the uh, rookie? Cool. And, and in fact, Steve Kerr said the other day that it really impacted the team chemistry. Do you think that might have something to do with it, that Myers didn't react to it? Well, yeah, it was hard to know how to react. Yeah, I know. I'm just, uh, uh, just throwing it out there. I mean, I, I think it made a difference in the chemistry of the team, yes. I mean, Green was suspended for a few days. He apologized to the team. He apologized to Poole. But as Kerr pointed out at the time, he was, he was thought of as a team leader. He was a leader in the clubhouse or the dressing room, whatever you call it. And uh, you can't – he lost that status by, by, by doing that, even though, you know, all the apologies and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, I think it made a difference. Okay. Thank you for that, that update. Uh, we're going to go on to Fred. Fred, mm -hmm. we've, been, we've been waiting for the NBA and NHL yeah. playoff uh, report. Well, start mostly the Knicks. We can, we can do a post-mortem on the Knicks, not just in the playoffs, but for the, for the entire season. <clears throat> and if you would have told me beginning of the season, the Knicks would have gone to game six, second round of the playoffs, I would have been very happy. Yes, I was disappointed in the way it ended. And I do have a few observations that I wrote down about this season. First of all, in the play, well, not mostly in the playoffs, I think what was overlooked, especially in game seven, game six, rather, was the absence of Emmanuel quickly. Yes, he was, 
he was not the same player in the in the playoffs that he that he was, but he, it wasn't the regular season. But the but his presence with the second unit not being there was a key was a key factor. Even though he was he only averaged nine points on thirty four percent shooting in the playoffs, he was. He, he, while he was on the court, he outscored the opposition by five point by five points per one hundred possessions. While he was on the floor, and as also his ninety five percent defensive rating was by far the best on the Knicks team in the playoffs, despite his only scoring nine points. And his absence was mostly felt in Game Six, in the beginning of the game, when the when the Knicks, if you remember, took a thirty one seventeen lead in the in the first quarter, and they put in the second unit. The second unit could not hold the lead. And the Heat came back to lead at one point by, by, by one point at halftime. I think quickly being in there made, made, would, would have made a difference. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We all talk yeah. about Julius Randle. What upset me most about Randle wasn't so much on the offense. It was his lack of hustle getting back on defense. If you really watch That's closely, right. he was constantly jogging back on defense. And it didn't seem like he was giving – giving a full effort. He's, I don't think the, I, I personally think the Knicks should, if they could, should, should really try to trade him and, and get somebody who's, who's a better, better player to accompany, to accompany Brunson next year. Brunson is definitely a star, but they need somebody better than, better than Randall. And despite him, despite him being named to a third, um, third team all-star in, in the regular season. The playoffs are an entirely different game than the regular season. And and, and if, if you remember, too, Thibodeau even benched him in game four against against Cleveland. He just doesn't seem to, yeah. to, to give his all for whatever reason during the playoffs. One person who I was very impressed in the playoffs, despite, despite him shooting one for ten in the last game, was R.J. Barrett. And the thing about Barrett, not just that he had a good – Outside of the first two games against Cleveland and the last game, he was very good in the playoffs. But he's also, unlike Randall, he has a sense of accountability. If you if you noticed after the game, he was very, very, really upset about the way he played and really took it upon himself and blamed himself for, for why we lost. And yes, the, you know, yes, he would have made a couple more shots. I could have won here, there. But and and also, let's not forget that he he's only 22 years old, and in you know, if you go back to the NBA to the first 50 years or so, the NBA, he, he would just be a rookie this year instead of being four years. I think everything's are on the upswing for the, for the Knicks and and, we'll have, and hopefully next year we'll, they, they'll be able to, through a trade or something, get a, a much a better accompanying player for Brunson. I think Bar, Brunt, Barrett and Brunson and, and somebody else, I'm not sure who, will, will be very good. I mean, and also, we pointed out that Mitchell Robinson had a great series against Cleveland. Was really outplayed by Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adebayo was, was fantastic in the series. As yep. was Jimmy Butler in the Heat. The Heat probably the, the best eighth seeded team ever. I mean, you saw them last night. What they did to the Celtics in the second half, and then the they lobbed to beat Boston. I mean, and they just do it. I mean, they, they have Heat have a great coach. I mean, if you saw the Knicks in Game Seven, Heat defense was still so stifling. Knicks couldn't get a, couldn't get a good shot off, you know. But uh, forty-seven wins, nothing to sneeze at for this year. Mm-mm. Can Randall get traded, Fred? 
No, he didn't get traded, but... Uh, can he be? Huh? Can he be traded? Can he? Can yeah, he? I guess it is. Why not? You'd have to find, you know, find the find a way to work financially too, you know, with the salary cap. I'm not 100 percent sure how that works, and and we'll have to say. And of course, in the uh, San Antonio Spurs wound up with the first draft choice of I can't pronounce the guy's last name, but we all know who it is. Victor somebody, yeah. Yeah. And 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 this week, I think tomorrow the WNBA starts, and there's high hopes for the. But in New Jersey Liberty, in uh, in, in Brooklyn Liberty, New York Liberty, rather, not New Jersey. And they seem to have gotten some really good players. Brianna Stewart, a couple others to go with their existing team. So we'll have to see how that goes. And Mark, to be honestly, since the the Devils and the Rangers are out, I don't know much about the teams that are left in the hockey playoffs. Dallas. Yeah, I know. I know who's playing. Vegas. Yeah, I know. I know the Dallas. I know the Dallas coach. They won in seven games, and their coach is seven and zero in game sevens with four four different teams. So, well, there's only one thing you need to know. That's that. There's a team in there that's named the Canes. As long as there's a team named the Canes. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Hurricane. Right. Right, so you got to root for the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, Hurricane. I'm not interested in any of those four teams. <laughs> you, you must be a you must be a Miami Hurricanes fan too. <laughs> right, you are, uh, Gerald. You can have a comment. Uh, just to digress and go back to a stat that I mentioned earlier that was incorrect. The Texas Rangers set an American League record for the most home runs. In a season by a team at home, 153, not 353. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. And how about all the um, the coaching, the teams looking for coaches in the NBA? Yeah, what right. a carousel that's going to be. Uh, yeah. The Bucks, the Suns, the 76ers, the Raptors. Right. Wow. It should Detroit, be interesting. Detroit Pistons, too. Boy, Detroit. Who's going to find a job? But uh, that should be interesting. You think? Guys, I, I think I think Denver's going to win it all. By the way, right? Red, do you think that Embiid or Harden had anything to do with the firing no. of Rivers? No, I, I no, I don't. They were they weren't told in advance that he was being fired. They know. I think it's the the, the general manager just thinks it's stagnant. They haven't gotten past the second round, and I don't think it's I don't think it's that. I think there's just a lot of Think that they they reached the as far as they're going to go with, with with Doc Rivers. I agree. Yeah, and, and and what's the story with John Morant? He I would say he's in serious trouble for the second there time. But you, you know something? What, what he did was stupid. Yeah, but, stupid. But wait, but stupid. in Tennessee, but did he legally break any laws? I'm seriously in Tennessee. You there's an open carry. You're allowed to carry a gun. I mean, yes, it wasn't the smartest thing to to display it on on Instagram or whatever it is, but technically, he didn't break any laws. Yeah, right. And and all the kids who watch who watch science, right? I'm talking from a legal standpoint. Okay, but still, they have to do something very serious to this guy. Uh, My opinion, I would say, give him a whole year suspension. I would say a half a year. A half a year, whatever. I don't know. Suspend. 
Last time he was suspended how long for three games? Eight, eight games. games. Eight, eight games. games. Eight games. I mean, it's the second time. Yeah, I, I, I won't do it again. I won't do it again. He does it again. It's got to be a lengthy suspension this time. Yes. Roger? Yeah. Yeah, I think he said he's got some things he's got to work on. So. He, <laughs> he said, said that, that after the first too. video. Right. right. Well, so, how, how much was the suspension years ago? Remember, I think it was when Gilbert Arenas had a gun in the locker room, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. it, I was correct. What was his suspension back know. then? Was it I don't recall. Ago? But, it but all these little kids, they follow him. And, and his, his um, John Morant's basketball card at the beginning of the season, before he got into all this trouble, was the most expensive card yeah. out there. I, I'm not saying he's not doing any conduct. It's detrimental. But, he, you know, and he's a complete fool and idiot for doing that. But he, mm. he, he won't go Anybody remember Plaxico Burris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was something different. He was carrying a concealed yeah. weapon, wasn't licensed, was in the state of New York. So that, that was a criminal offense. And, and shot himself. And, and shot himself. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and Joe, what do you have? No, I just want to say, I mean, he lost millions and millions in, uh, in endorsements, Moran. Right. Is, that, is that right? Oh, I thought, yeah. I don't know how much, but it's quite, uh, it's quite a sum. That's Who's going to take him on now? Well, only time will tell. He hasn't. He yeah, has, no. I mean, he's an incredible hasn't been established yet on this particular. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, but a schmuck. Okay, and then the then the St. John's coach, yeah. former coach Mike Anderson, is yeah. suing St. John's for forty six point six million dollars, claiming the school fired him to hire Rick Pitino. Mm. This is more to that story than I'm I'm saying. Mm, yeah there is what is what is it the, the school is claiming that he lost control of the team and it was his fault that the players were academically deficient and more and weren't uh in, on their best behavior and other stuff like right. that and, and it's, you know school can't fire you i don't know but yeah. it was they said they fired him for cause yeah which, which means yeah. they didn't have to pay off his contract which was like eleven million dollars, and they wanted to use. He's saying that they wanted to use that money to, to pay for, for Patino. They that they were going to go after Patino even when, even during the season. You know, they always had intention of doing that. The um, the Ottawa Senators offer sale in oh, hockey. No. I don't know. Are they? And uh, there were stories that Ryan Reynolds, who was a big shot actor. Would be part of the new ownership, but he dropped out. So I don't know who's buying that team. And uh, Tempe, Arizona, too bad Howie's not on because he knows a lot about Arizona, voted against building a new arena for the Coyotes. Don't know what's going to be the story of that with that uh, franchise. Yes, of death. I don't know. Well, they, they were the original Winnipeg Jets. <clears throat> yeah. Right. That's what they came across. You're right. You're right. right. So maybe right. they'll move somewhere in uh, Western Canada. Yeah. <clears throat> I know Howie's not here, but it was interesting. The other day, Oakland, Oakland's attendance at home was a little bit over 2,000 in one of its games. It's kind of yeah. low. I don't know. They won their 10th game. I don't want them winning 40 games this year. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So, the Atlantic Coast Conference basketball coaches discussed expanding 
the NCAA tournament and Florida State, who's part of the ACC, Leonard Hamilton, is in favor of doubling the field from 68. We put on we put on 136 teams in the tournament. More to come on that. And there was a death in hockey. Gary Hart. Remember Gary Hart? The original politician, I remember. Right. He was 75 years old. Uh, he was an Islander from 72 to 79. Uh, he opened the ice skating ring in Hopog after his career. He was chosen by the Quebec Nordiques. Love that name, Nordiques. In their expansion draft in 79. He's got a lot of stuff. He was originally from Flim Flom, Manitoba. So. I love I these Blim words. Flom. Flim Flom, yeah. Manitoba. I Flom. Sounds like a... That goes with like medicine head. Is that medicine head? Medicine head. Medicine hats. Medicine what? Chest? Medicine hat. Medicine hat. I uh, played 15 years in the NHL, started with the Red Wings from 68 to 69, ended with the Blues in 82-83. He was the fourth Islander to die recently with Clark Gillies, Jean Potvin, and Mike Bossy. Gary Hart dead at 75 years old. Okay. Yes, hey, Mike. So I just wanted to comment that the Wizards, the Washington Wizards, have solved the problem of a GM firing the coach after a disappointing season. They instead, the owner fired the GM, but he extended the contract of the coach. The coach is here, and now they have to search for a GM who's coming in tethered to this coach, which makes same, me wonder who they'll be able to get. Same thing happened with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They, they're looking for a new GM. They just re-signed their coach through, through 2027. Okay. Well, there were rumors that Sullivan maybe somehow or other come to the Rangers. Not, any, not anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the hot rumor with the Rangers is an assistant coach from the, from the Seattle Kraken. I was in the paper. I think his name is Jay Leach. Any relation? <laughs> no. Spelled the same way? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Gerald, you got to add? I was in the same mic. Could it be difficult to find a general manager uh, who's coming aboard uh, and having to accept the coach because he was signed by the team? Is that sometimes awkward, difficult? Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, it seems yeah. to me counterproductive. There was an article by one of the columnists in the paper here saying that some guy in the Knicks front office was the right person to choose, but I've forgotten the name of that person, but whoever it might be, uh, and any change would be for the, for the better. Okay. Uh, I want to switch gears here because I, I did ask Roger to do something for us, and then we'll go back to have a lot of baseball little notes here and there, but Roger is going to talk up. you know, we started last week about the NFL schedule. Roger is going to take it a little deeper right now. Roger? Hey, Mark. Yeah. I mean, we talked last last week a little bit. I mean, there's going to be five international games. Uh, we got some rematches coming up at the Eagles Chiefs. I mean, we got a rematch in week 11. Uh, we got the uh, the Bengals and Chiefs in week 17 on New Year's Eve. Uh, mm -hmm. Jets and Bills, you know, you got Rodgers against Josh Allen week 11. 
what else we got? The Cowboys and 49ers, a good matchup. Uh, that's week five. Uh, Eagles and Jets, Hurts against Rodgers, week six. And I just, uh, for you Jet fans, I just took a little peek at the Jets' uh, first five or six home opponents this year. They got the Bills on Monday night, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Chargers, and the Dolphins. Wow. First six home games before they finish with the Falcons, the Texans, and the Commanders. So uh, there's a lot, a lot of <laughs> proven. I know everyone's excited about Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I hope they've got some good players around him and a good offensive line because uh, expectations <laughs> are need very it. high. <laughs> Maybe they're just grooming Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Good picture. <laughs> good picture, Gerald. That's what you got? That's all I got, Mark. Okay, thank you for that little... Mark, can I just comment about a, the schedule a little bit? Yeah, quick, yeah. On, on the Giants, of the Giants' first 11 games, seven are on the road. Wow. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but they inadvertently, but they, they wanted a lot of that because they requested the NFL that they don't play on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur weekend, they're playing the Thursday night game in San Francisco. They're on the road when Rosh Hashanah is, and they wanted to have the two West Coast games back-to-back. So the, so they're playing the games two and three, Sunday in, against the Cardinals out there and Thursday against the 49ers. So they have a sh- short West Coast thing. And then in November, they have a they have two – they have a three-game road trip. I forget who they're playing the first three in November. So if they come out of that well, the first 11 games, the majority – so seven – that means of their the last six games, only two will be on the road because they're, they're – the NF- NFC is playing nine road games this year because of the uh, schedule. So, okay. uh, but don't you mean Yom Kippur? What did I say? Yom Kippur. Whatever, Kippur. Come on, will you please? <laughs> uh, listen, go back to baseball here. When did Domingo Herman change his uniform number to zero from 55? Did I miss something? Wasn't he 55 last year? Who knows? No, no. He's wears number zero uh, now. I don't pay attention. He's wears zero last year. Don't pay attention. Okay, I don't know when he when he changed his number. Okay. I should know that because I'm stuck on him. Yeah, yeah. He, he either he changed this year or changed the spring training, and I haven't followed him since the season started. Oh, oh, Sunday, Sunday, Usman. Yeah. So he's wearing number zero now, but he's out now for ten games. Now he's not not going to appeal. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, they're going to look at them every game. Every game. I don't know. And something very interesting. Of course, the Mets have been shut out seven times this year. And just last weekend, again, they're, they're, they're pitching, they're starting pitches. They didn't know who was going to be in the last weekend series against the Nationals. And I saw this in the paper. It must have been Friday morning's paper. And they give you the starting pitches. Yeah. It said Friday. They gave the national pitches, but they had the Mets pitcher on Friday, TBD. Right. They had Saturday's game, Mets pitches. To be determined. To be determined. Sunday, to be determined. Right. His game, to be determined. They didn't need, he didn't report who was going to be starting those games. I've never seen that before. So they sent they sent Joey Lucchese back to the minors because after that right. first couple of games, the great game against the Giants, right. he first came back. 
He's been smacked around. David Peterson, I don't know if they're uh, going to call yeah. him back ever again. Uh, but uh, again, uh, Vientos, oh. big home run yesterday. You yeah. see the home run he hit? Yeah. So, and he didn't play today. No. That's right. Went to pinch hit late in the game, but they started. Uh, Brett Bailey. Bailey, right? Yeah, third. Yeah. Right. What's the match, Joe? Let's not forget that Carrasco is going tomorrow night. There you go. I think the ZRA is north of eight. (laughs) The small sample size. Tampa Bay Rays were the first team to win 30. Remember last year I did this, the first team to win 30, 40. We'll see if the rest of the league catches up. Uh, The Dodgers are pretty close to 30 right now. And, uh, you know, there is no place called Tampa Bay unless it's the uh, the, the little water. The waterway is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. I'm called Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. 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 And, uh, Tampa St. Yeah. yeah. Uh, congrats to Kenley Jansen. He got his 400 save. He's the seventh player to reach that number. He pitched 11 years for the Dodgers. One year with the Braves, and this is his first year with the Red Sox. And how about this uh, Rockies pitcher, Ryan Feltner? Yeah. Suffered a fractured skull oh, and yeah. concussion from a liner hit right to his head oh, uh, by Nick Castellanos of the Phillies. Right. No but it'll be sidelined for indefinite period. And he walked off the field. Thank God he didn't die. Yeah. Uh, on a other note, say goodbye to uh, Jerry's familiar. <laughs> he was dropped. Yeah. By the A's, and if a last oh, play oh. drops you, you know you gotta not have it anymore. Yeah, that's, I think that's it. For him. Giants released Darren Ruff. As far as I know, nobody picked him up. No, he was. I wonder why. Wonder mm. why. <laughs> and did you? If you guys have a check. Oh, by the way, David Robinson had his one thousand strikeout. Good for him. But do you check the top ten batters in each league? Yeah. You read the papers. So as of Wednesday, that was yesterday. Uh, let's see. The number ten person in the American League was Anthony Rizzo at three oh eight. The number ten person in the National League was Nico Horner at three oh three. I'm waiting for a two hundred number in the top ten. So I thought the batting averages were supposed to go up. This year. Just hey, check, Ruffles, just check the papers every day to see what number 10, what they're batting. It's amazing. And how about Not Rich Hill is. yesterday? 43 years old. He throws a one hitter. <laughs> That's pretty good. Rich Hill. Yeah. For Verlander. Yeah. Right. The A's right. shortstop. You hear this one? The A's have a shortstop named Nick Allen. Yeah. He's engaged to Brett Boone's daughter, Aaron Boone's mm-hmm. niece. Right. Oh. I thought that yeah. was interesting. And then Kumaraka. Remember the story oh. about Kumaraka? Yeah. By yeah. the Mets last year. Yeah. TJ. Number one pick or at the top 10, whatever. And they said, we're not going to sign you because you had a bad uh, medical report. And mm. they dropped him. And then he went back in the draft this year. And the aim and the Rangers picked them number three overall. TJ now needs Tommy John yep. surgery. Tommy John, yeah, yeah. And remember when Randy Johnson 
killed a bird in flight. Yes. Yes. Happened yesterday. Yesterday. Diamondbacks pitcher Zach Gallon. Happened before the game. He's just throwing the ball in the outfield. And while he's warming up, he hits a bird in mid-flight. It happened at Dave Winfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Oakland, he said he threw a curveball. Whatever that means. Whatever. That happened at Dave Winfield when he was playing yeah. with the Yankees. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In Toronto, that's right. In yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, those birds have feelings, too. Yeah. <laughs> that bird doesn't. <laughs> Death. Three deaths in baseball. See if you remember these guys. Grover Deacon Jones. Yes. Grover William Deacon Jones. Remember Deacon Jones? Yeah. Former first baseman. I think he played for the White Sox. Uh, He'd say former hitting coach for the Padres and Astros uh, and a World Series uh, advanced scout. uh, As a player, coach, manager, 40 years baseball. And he was born in White Plains. Hmm. Grover, uh, Grover William, no one ever called him Grover William. Deacon Jones um, had a lifetime 286 batting average, mm. one homer and 10 RBIs. That's how long his career lasted. Mm. But I got his card somewhere. Mm. Dave, I can't pronounce it. Yakum, Y O A K U M. Yokum? Yokum. Yokum. Recent World Series chief scout and assistant to the general manager of the White Sox. Uh, was an infield in the minors from 66 to 71. Not much of a player. That's A-ball. Scouting supervisor, field instructor for the Astros in 72. And the Yankees. Did never knew that one. 74 to 76 as an infield instructor. instructor. Blue Jays, 77 to 80. Um, advanced scout. He had all these little, little jobs behind the scene. Elected to the Professional Baseball Scout Hall of Fame in 2010. Wow. <laughs> Never yeah. heard of the guy. But Don Denkinger. Denkinger? Denkinger. Denkinger. World Series. 86 years old. I found 85 that. World Series. And he blew the call. Major League umpire. He blew the call. Too bad they didn't have replay. Card should have won that game. Card should have won right. the series. Blew the right. game. Uh, Royals go on and win that game. And they crush mm-hmm. the cards 11 nothing in game seven to win the World mm-hmm. Series. Battle was this trivia questions. The battle was anyone know who hit the ball? Was, it wasn't Jorge Ordo, was it? You got it. Yeah, you read the What a memory. Uh, the yeah. cards yeah. first baseman was Jack Clark. Remember the outfield Jack yeah. first right. base? Yeah. He yeah. picks the ball up and tosses to the relief pitcher. Who? Oh, um, Todd Worrell. Todd Worrell. Uh, the call. Uh, the safe call, but replay showed the batter out. And uh, very again, there were no re- official replays in 1985. But he umpired for three oh, decades. He's remembered for that one play. Just, just like Jim. Jim Joyce will be remembered for that. Remember that play and the guy pitching the perfect game. Tigers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what so was his that, name? Uh, oh. And again, I don't think there were replays at that time either. No, there no. weren't. It, it seems like yesterday, but how many years ago was that? Yeah, I don't know. Joyce cried after that. Yeah, I know, I know. So the Preakness is this Sunday. 
Mark, I have one more baseball note. Okay. Quickly. Running out of time. Real quick. I don't know if correct, but the, the Miami Marlins, the first what, so far this year, they're, I think they were 13 and 0 in one run games, which I think set a record for the start of the season or, or the most consecutive one run games, you know, one, you know, one and one, but they were 13 and 0. I don't know if they've lost since then. Wow. They're in second place, mm-hmm. but for them. Yeah, yeah for them. Pitching. Their whole division is pretty tight. Yeah, yeah. close. Rafi Nadal will not defend his French Open title. Supposedly he's still injured, healing oh. very slowly. And oh. he says he's going to quit after the uh, quit in 2024. Hmm. And he still has 22 uh, um, titles, 14 French Open Grand titles, Slams. a record. Grand Slams. But Grand Slams. Grand Slam, thank you. Uh, This weekend, the PGA Golf is played in Oak Hill Country Club in Pittsford, New York. Anybody here at Pittsford, New York? Western New York, I think. Near Rochester. It's around Rochester. You're absolutely right. South of Rochester. Roger. Oh, it was actually gosh. delayed this morning because there was frost on the on the course, Mark. Really? <laughs> it was too cold. They said it was going to be in the 30s, north and west. Yeah, north and west of the city. They delayed the tee off this morning. Let's wait for the uh, the, the sun to come up. It's chilly it's here. It's higher in the sky. Let's go on to trivia questions for about 10, and then we'll hear Milton's uh, music, yep. and we'll have a nice uh, dinner. Michael and Fred. All right, Fred, what do you got? Okay, name the five pitchers who have started an all-star game for both leagues. Bunning? No. No? Randy no. Johnson. Randy Johnson is one. Verlander. Dave Martinez. No. no. Verlander. No. Is five of them? Five. Wow. Jim, Jim Bunning. Scherzer. No. Jim Bunning. Some... Scher- Scherzer is two. That's two. Max right. Scherzer. Not Seaver, right? No. No, you said no. Okay. Three more. Wait. Randy Johnson and Scherzer were mentioned. Clemens. Well, Clemens is right. That's all right. Two more. Robin Robin. Rolanda? No. No. Recent era, or they like went like way back in. um... I'll give you a hint. Recent era, we've seen them all pitch, and they're both deceased. Oh. Deceased? Yeah, but we've seen them pitch. They're They're from our era. Everyone, hey, what team was he with? Give me just one team. Uh, oh, Ryan, wait, wait, Ryan has to be oh, one. Ryan? San Francisco Giants is one. Gaylor Perry, not, but this guy's Gaylor not Perry. known for being on the Giants. He, he made his he made his more of his fame with other teams, but oh, so it's not Gaylor Perry. No, Sam No, recently deceased. Wait, Fred, Nolan Ryan's got to be another one. No. No, maybe in start the Austin it's not. Ferguson yeah. Jenkins? No. Mem- I think he's still alive, isn't he? Yeah. I hope All right, if I give you a hint. Okay. Two well, hints. One one recently died. The other died not from natural causes. Plane crash? Yes. Who? Plane crash is right. Who, who had a plane crash? Hey, Halliday? That's right. 
Roy Howard. Oh, oh, right. Phillies and, and Toronto. And the other one, the other one you might not have thought of, but he, but he recently died. Very recently. Was he mentioned on this show? Yes. <laughs> Who is it going to be able to? Vita Blue. Oh, oh, no. oh. The Oakland and the Giants. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Fact, I yeah, think yeah, he was yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, first that was one. Actually. With the Giants, yeah. We mentioned him yeah. last week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, Mike. <clears throat> two so, mics. Mike C. So as you as you somebody pointed out earlier, the pitchers in the major leagues now uh, start their warmups by throwing in the outfield, uh, and that's that goes back maybe eight to ten years. Uh, before that, you didn't see that. They just started right in the bullpen. Here's the question: Where did that practice come from? <laughs> hmm. Throwing in the outfield? Throwing yes, in the, the outfield? Pitchers warm, yes, the pitchers starting their warm-ups in the outfield. Hmm. What was the genesis of that? Interesting. Good question. question. Mariana Rivera. No, it's not a person. No. I'll give you a, it's, it's a toughie. Uh, the colleges. That was a standard practice in the colleges, and the major leagues picked it up from wow. seeing it and trying it out and finding out that it worked. At first, they threw it like, Short, they go a little further, a little further, a long little toss, a little further. Right. Short toss to long toss. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. All right, other mic. Okay. Uh, May 28th, no, 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 no. August 3rd, 1940. Mary, American League catcher from the Cincinnati Reds, all right? Lombardi, Lombardi. Uh, Ernie Lombardo. He's the only major league player who did something. What did he do? Right? Is it Lombardi? What? Is it is Ernie Lombardi the one we're talking about? No. No. But not Ernie Lombardi? He actually has a Jewish name. Moberg? No, no. a little Jewish. The only one in the major leagues who's ever done it. Still to this day? 1940. The, the only one catcher? Time, one time thing. He was a cat, American League catcher for the, uh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, um, Wait a minute. He was American American baseball catcher. Was, I don't know. It's All right, 1940. It says Cincinnati Reds. That's not possible. Oh, American. <laughs> I'm sorry. American baseball catcher. Well, not American League. He played for the Cincinnati, obviously, nationally catcher. Uh, you pictured the whole question. What do you do? Well, he is American. Right? <laughs> the only major league player in the history of baseball ever to commit suicide during the season. Oh, wow. oh, oh his, his, his name was Wally somebody, right? I remember this. Willard. First Willard. Willard. All right, well. Willard yeah. what? Oh, Willard. Willard Wally. Huh, Michael? What? Hershberger. Hershberger. Willard wow. Hershberger. Willard Hershberger. Mm. That's terrible. I never heard of him. Mm. Heard of Mike Hershberger. Fred? Okay. This season, Ronald Acuna became the fastest player to reach 120 home runs and 120 stolen bases. He did it in 519 games. Prior to him, who was the fastest player to reach reach that mark? Ryan Acuna did it in 519 games. This other, player did, this other player reached it in 539 games. Mickey Mantle. No, not a Hall of Famer. A oh. very good player, but not a Hall of Famer. Not Ryan Howard. No. Not, 
No. No, he didn't I steal. Didn't steal. steal. He didn't steal. This guy had a very good career. Got injured a lot. But he was but he did have a very good career. Let me give you the initials. Initials are E E D. E D. E D. Eric Davis. That's correct. Wow, Eric good Davis, correct. <clears throat> okay. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a team. It's not, I don't have I don't have the whole league. It's about seven or eight of them. Who is their all-time home run hitter? So if I say Evan Longoria, I just gave you the answer. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Mets. What? I'm going to give you the team. You got to tell me their, their all-time home run hitter. Career home run hitter. Career home run hitter. Like for the Mets. Who's their career David home run hitter? David Wright. David Wright. No. Kingman. No. Kingman. King. Daryl Strawberry, 252. Ah, but uh, yeah, Alonzo yeah. is on his way to catch yeah, up yeah. and pass him. I think he may pass him this year. Is this uh, with one team, Mike? Uh, Mark, Mark, yeah. One team? I believe so. Because Piazza had a like playing with playing with like Daryl Strawberry hit 252. As a Met. Okay, got it. Got hey, it. Toronto Blue Jays. Who's their all-time home run hitter? Joe Carter. Joe Carter. Joe Carter. Oh. No. Jesse Barfield. Because I was no, Barfield. Hint, he played for the Mets also. Barry Carter. No. He played first base. John Olerud. John Olerud. Delgado, 336. Houston Astros. Who's their all-time home run hitter? Jimmy Wynn. Jimmy Wynn. Oh, uh, first baseman. What? First Bagwell. baseman. Jeff Bagwell. Jeff Bagwell, 449. Wow. I the guy hit so many home runs. Texas Rangers. Who's their all-time home run hitter? Juan Gonzalez. Third baseman. Juan Gonzalez yeah. is correct. Juan Gonzalez. Who is Cleveland's all-time home run hitter? Larry Doby. No. Rocky Jim Hall of Fame. He hit 600 home runs. Jim Tony. 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 337, Jim Tony. Tony. 337 with Cleveland. How about Milwaukee Brewers? There's two more. Milwaukee Brewers. Who's their home run? Yount. Thomas. No. Yount. No. Hank Aaron. No. Nice Jewish boy. 352. Oh, Braun. 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 Brian Braun. 352. And finally, the Colorado Rockies. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Hard Larry Walker, Walker. Hard Walker, Hard Walker, Sixty nine. Who was it? Hard Helton. Um, he'll get in next year. All right. Who else? All right. MF. Get. All right. Name the three pitchers who won twenty games in a season four times since nineteen eighty. Greg Maddox. No. Randy Johnson. No. Roger Clemens. That's one. Baumgarten. Uh, one is a brave. Tom Glavine. Glavine, right. Yeah. And the other one, I don't know who he played for. Fred, you'll tell me when we give you the answer. Initials? Davis. Dave S. Dave Steeb? 
No, you got the first name because I gave you a hint. Dave. Dave uh, Stewart. Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart. What team did he play for? And the Dodgers, I think. Yeah, yeah Dodgers yeah. and Oakland, I think. Jeff. Is there one more? No. That's it? I got. Okay. Is that that's it? No question. Yeah. <laughs> Another question. All right. Uh, go ahead, uh, Fred. You go. Okay. Going back to their days as the New York Titans, what college have the Jets drafted the most players from? Oh, what? what? Penn State? Exactly right. Wow. 27. Wow, good one. Nice. Did you see it in the same place I did? No, I just, I just put two and two together. USC is second with 18. I don't know. All right, Rousseau, I got a question. All right, fresh voice. Which which first baseman holds the record for, for all, time, all time having the most putouts for a year? Keith Hernandez, Gil Hodges, Keith Hernandez oh. Keith in a year, first baseman. Don Mattingly, Gil no. Hodges. Is it recent history or is it old? Oh no, a long time ago. Chance. Keith Hernandez. Think his service to oh, chance. No, no, that's the, the for a year. Not the eighteen hundreds question. That's not only, that far, but close. That's only uh, for. Look Myers. No, not initials there. very obscure. Uh, J <laughs> D. Who? It's a very obscure name. J.D. Would we know the name or is it J.D.? Like maybe not. It's not that right, well Who is known. it then? Is Jim it? Dawson. No, Jiggs Donahue is the guy. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a Gerald question. Yeah, right. I didn't want to say that. Only reserved for Gerald. That's scolded five times for that. I am F. few more. All right. Uh, the 2011 MVP and Cy Young Award winner. Same person? Wait, what's Same person. Same person. 2011? 2011. How fast we forget? 12 years. Was it Kershaw? Still pitching. No, it's always in Kershaw. Verlander? Yes, it was. Verlander. Verlander. Still pitching. Yeah. Anybody else? Okay. All okay. right, Mark, here we go. Milton. All right, the song, This Woman won a Grammy in 1981 as the oh, best female, okay. female rock and roll vocalist for this particular song. Mm. Let it play before you answer. Yeah. Give it 25 seconds if you know. Big hit. Yeah, I'm guy. <laughs> Diana Ross. Oh. Give it 20 seconds. Diana Ross. Give it 20 seconds. Music. Oh. <laughs> Calm down. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
Paris. What All right. What I, is... never, I never knew Love Like This before by Stephanie Mills. That is correct. Wow. Oh, is very, good. very good, Stu. Thanks, so thanks. You can't wow. look these up. You know, you got to just try to remember it. You can't look it up on the computer. Stephanie, Stephanie Mills. Mills. Yeah, that was a big hit. The hits. She was in The Wiz. Yeah, right. Wish, okay. The she's, Wiz. Been, she's been performing for like 40 years, I think. Wow. Yeah. All right. We'll have another one next Thank week. Thank you, Milton. Okay. Thank you, Milton. Very good. Very good, Stuart. All right, guys. So remember, next week is going to be a Tuesday. Tuesday at four. Tuesday, fast Tuesday. turnaround. Okay. Yes. A lot of work to be done between now and Tuesday. So let me get back to work. Guys, <laughs> come in. Good Have week. A great week. Good week. And all good that stuff. And, and, and we'll see you out here. Hey, so good job. 160 is on, on Tuesday. All, all right. right. Everybody. Bye, guys. Everybody, thank you. Thank you.